0: Welcome to the King of Glory Lutheran Church Education Podcast. We are a Christian community of faith located in Williamsburg, Virginia. For more information, please visit us on the web at kogva.org.
1: Uh, we will begin by reading this morning's prayer. Uh, 23rd day morning. Uh, this is Dr. John Daly himself, um, not sure how old he was, but he, he looks like he would be a formidable force to meet him and talk to him, very, uh, very sturdy Scotchman. Okay, uh, 23rd Day Morning, uh, if you have a copy, uh, please read it with me, together. Holy Father, from whom all good things come... Let the Christian gifts of faith, hope, and love be more firmly established in me every day. O God, I believe that you rule all things in wisdom and righteousness, that you have called me to be your loyal servant, that you have the right to call me to complete obedience to your will, that in Jesus Christ you have shown me a way of salvation so that I may be delivered from my sins, that if I truly repent, you are willing to forgive and save me. O God, I hope for your daily mercies to continue, for the loosening of sins grip upon my will, for my growth in grace and in true holiness from day to day, for a more perfect holiness when my earthly days are finished, for a day when I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. O God, I love you, who yourself are loved, who in love created me, and in love still cherish me, who loved me so much that you sent your Son to suffer and die so that I might live with you, who have commanded me to show my love to you, by loving my neighbor for your sake. Help me in my unbelief, O God. Give me greater patience in my hope and make me more faithful in my love. In loving, let me believe, and in believing, let me love, and in loving and in believing, let me hope for a more perfect love and a more unwavering faith. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, if that last paragraph doesn't wrap you around the axle, none will. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? How he takes love and faith and hope and weaves them together in in kind of this, this ongoing spiral. Give me greatest pain. Help me in my unbelief. Give me greater patience in my hope. Make me more faithful in my loving in loving let me believe, and in believing let me love, and in loving and believing let me hope for more perfect love and a more worthy of faith. Wow. Wow. See, it's stuff like this. It just, you know, if you have the time to savor it and to allow it, it just, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, so, um, so in this, um, we have the Christian graces of faith, hope, and love, and that comes from where? First Corinthians chapter thirteen, uh, the great Paul's great chapter on love, which interestingly enough is is placed right between the two chapters in his letter to the Corinthians where he's dealing with the most divisive issue in the congregation in Corinth, and that was the the gifts, the spiritual gifts controversy, um, and And so right in the middle of that, he pulls out these three great gifts, faith, hope, and love, and says, these are the ones that are absolutely most important, and then emphasizes that it was love that is the most important. So, um, you know, I didn't want to do that. (laughs) I hit the delete button. (laughs)
0: <laughs> There's a test emergency system. Sound talk, off,
2: oh, sound. <laughs> Don't
3: touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it. <your> <laughs> Don't
2: touch, touch it
0: anymore. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, to the rescue, touch <laughs> 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 There we go. Okay.
1: So with these, um, we have um, these three, and as we take a look at these paragraphs, For faith, hope, and love, see how he takes each one of them and makes it very, very personal. Uh, I believe um, the first line that you rule all things in with is general, but then that you've called me. The next one, you have the right to call me to complete obedience. The next one, in Christ Jesus, you've shown me a way of salvation and that if I truly repent, you are willing to forgive and save me. So, so that's, uh, these prayers don't float out there in the ether, but they come and they really um, challenge us to think about what this, might, what this might be in terms of my own life. The same thing, um, for your daily mercies to continue, that's general, but then, I hope for the loosening of sins grip upon my will. Um, I met a young man um, who's been reading this uh, right before um, this class. And he said, Pastor, those evening prayers are really tough. <laughs> have you noticed that? <clears throat> I mean, as you get into those evening prayers, it's, it's like um, sin's grip is a reality in almost every one of the evening prayers. You have to deal with that. Uh, for my growth, for my growth, in grace and true holiness for a more perfect holiness when my earthly days are finished and then for a day when I shall know fully even as I am fully known and again that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and then I God um, oh God I love you again the first line is general about God and then who loved created me the next line who loved me so much that you sent Jesus your son to suffer and die and then I love you who have commanded me to show my love to you by loving my neighbor for yourself. And then, of course, that that wonderful closing. Okay, a time of sharing, and uh, I promised that we would spend the first half of the class allowing you to talk and share with the rest of the class uh, I'm not sure how we can make sure that, that you are heard by the people who are online today. Larry, do you have a suggestion?
3: Just speak up loudly, and, and it'll go on the mic.
1: Especially okay, microphone's the right there, so if you use it, outside boys, uh, you can be here. Uh, who wants to go first? Who, who found a prayer that they'd like to share in terms of how it impacted you?
3: Does it have to be in the book?
1: Well, yeah, kind of, because... (laughs) But you got me curious now. What what prayer were you going to talk about?
3: We were um, in a small group Bible study Uh talking about um, prayer at the end and how people began their um, prayers before they had their meals. Right. And... um, I thought it was very interesting that the people invited God and Jesus to have come dine with them, come to me,
1: right. um, before they continued their yeah. prayer. That's it. I, I can think, come Lord Jesus, yeah. be our guest. Yes. these gifts to us. Yeah, yeah. Very, very powerful. Very, very. Okay, uh, Cynthia, which one?
4: Um, the 17th day.
1: If we can all turn to the 17th day.
4: That morning prayer. The morning prayer? Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh God, around me, within me, beyond me, I think really mainly that part. Mm-hmm. There's uh, something I had seen many, many years ago that has always stuck with me. Wherever you go. What? Something that had stuck with me years ago that fits into this. Wherever you go, God is already there.
1: His presence we can count on.
4: Yeah, we don't have to ask
1: him to mm-hmm.
4: go with us because he's already there. Yeah. And that's reassuring to know that.
1: Okay, if we can look at the first little paragraph. Mm-hmm. Almighty God, who art ever present in the world without me. Around mm-hmm. me. In my spirit within me. hmm and in the unseen world above me, I'm reading out of the old translation. Oh, okay. um, Let me carry with me through this day's life the most real sense of thy power and thy glory. Mm-hmm. Um, the new version, Almighty oh, God, you are always present in the world around me, in my spirit within me, and in the unseen world beyond me. Let me carry with me through this <coughs> day's life a most real sense of your power and glory. And then notice the three paragraphs. The first, this second paragraph, O oh God, around me. The third paragraph, O oh God, within me. O oh God, beyond me. Again, this is indicative of how carefully these, these prayers are structured. There is no wasted... Um, I shouldn't say that. Everything that he says in those opening lines often are then uh, laid out in a fuller version, a a meditation on those things. So uh, let's look at the third paragraph O God within me. Give me grace today to recognize the stirrings of your spirit within my soul and to listen most attentively to all that you have to say to me. Do not let the noises of this world so confuse me that I cannot hear you speak. Help me never to deceive myself about the meaning of your commands, and so help me in all things to obey your will through the grace of Jesus Christ my Lord. So what do you hear in that paragraph?
4: And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So you hear that peace, if you're listening, you know you're in the right direction. Thank you. Thank I mean that's what I hear. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so the internal voices. So so when when you what what are the internal voices saying to you, and how are those internal voices prompted? And the internal voices, the words in your mind where where do they come from it seems to me that this paragraph recognizes the story the spirit works through what the spirit works through God's word and unless we are in a devotional time where the noises and distractions of the world are turned off, the TV is turned off um, where we can find a place of quiet, where the stirrings of the Holy Spirit can work within us, um, and one of the one of the great things, and I about life together, when Bonhoeffer, in the chapter that's called the Day Alone, where he talks about a person's personal devotional life, he says when you, when you're praying and these intrusive thoughts come into your mind he says welcome them and see see what the because the Holy Spirit and your subconscious work together to bring these things to your mind that you can deal with them rather than to put them away what, why, why do I have that thought well probably because I'm anxious about something and then at that point you can, can name it lay it before and then move on so, again, the stirrings of the spirit within me. And then the, the caution about, do not let the no- noises so confuse me that I cannot hear you speak. Uh, we're hearing a lot of things about screens and how distracting uh, the screens are that we have that people are so addicted to these things that they don't have an opportunity to to process things normally. Uh, it's it's um, So this paragraph... Written almost 100 years ago, is still, I think, very appropriate in terms of saying, um, watch it. Okay, let's, let's uh, Jim.
3: On the, the evening prayer for that day.
1: Okay, good. I think there was something you
3: said last week, correct me if I'm wrong, you said sometimes we even want to name a prayer. Okay, yes. Well, I re- after reading that, I could only think of one term, true confession because if you read those petitions
2: reminding us of
3: our sins that that's a, that'll keep you honest and mine is the truth
1: hurts <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say? mine, mine says the truth hurts the truth hurts, okay? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: True confession, the truth hurts. Any other names for this prayer that, that, as you looked at it? Um, and in, interestingly, in terms of what we were just talking about, it says, "With um, I confess, O God, that often I let my mind wander down unworthy and forbidden ways. Mm, what did I just say? I said, "I said welcome them, uh, and then you can identify them. Um so, um, so with, with children, when they get going in the wrong direction, or when they become obsessed with something that is really not helpful for them, what what does a parent do? The D word, distraction. We distract them with something, oh, take a look at this, and Judy, grandmother is, is a master of that, <laughs> uh, in terms of getting those grandkids, and she's got all kinds of creative ways of of distracting them from something that and, and in the same way um, we can um, we should have ways of distracting ourselves from those unworthy and forbidden ways that second confession that often I deceive myself as to where my first duty lies what's the title? My utmost for his highest, highest. My utmost for his highest. I mean, where where is my first duty? Um, seek ye first the... Kingdom the, God. God. the kingdom of God. Huh? Isn't that what it says? In terms of... This, the third one. That often by concealing my motives I pretend to be better than I am. That's a joke. Doesn't apply to me. No. <laughs> that often my honesty is only a matter of policy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, true confession. Thank you. Yeah. you
3: We're know, masters not only of concealing our actions <coughs> from the outside, we, we hide them from ourselves.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the self-deception mm-hmm. is the, the number one that yeah, we have to fight. We, we live in this. and um so, Yes, yeah, Cynthia, I want to get back to that. Yes, Cynthia. And
4: don't we need sometimes, ooh, how can I say, how can I make it right, to pretend to be better because we know we're so wretched, and sometimes I just need to know, oh Lord, I, just, I can't be that bad, am I?
1: So John, that John back there, uh, somebody says, take it till you make it.
3: Yeah, that operates well in 12-step program. That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. So so there, I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, so. we, we, we just go ahead and and do it. And, and I think that is, when we talk about habit later in this class today, that's why habit becomes so very, very important. That a habit has a power within it to do things that we normally
2: mm-hmm.
1: might not want to do, but we do it because it's a habit and we... And, and we 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 just we just do it. Yeah. <coughs> in doing it, often there is a a redemptive factor factor to that, uh, if not immediately, then in the long run. Okay, uh, another prayer. We, this is so we've got seventeen morning and evening. Peter,
3: uh, the twenty first day morning prayer. Okay. What made that stand out to me was. Uh, Every prayer thus far in the book has started, O Lord, O God, Almighty mighty Father, and on and on. This is the only one that starts out in the Holy Spirit.
1: Interesting.
3: And as I read through it, it was almost like a Pentecostal experience.
1: <gasps> yes. Uh, indwelling.
3: Uh-huh. Abide in me. The guide, transform? guide everything. Uh, particularly uh, the third paragraph. Read it. Because it, it talks about the things we encounter each and every day. Read it, please. Okay. Do not leave me gracious presence while I am absorbing information through reading books or through the media, newspapers, radio, television, film, the Internet. Guide me to choose the right books, papers, and programs, and having chosen them to use the information that they offer in the right way. When I study, grant that all the knowledge I gain may lead me nearer to you. When I read, watch, or listen for recreation, grant that what I read, see, and hear may not lead me away from you. Let all the knowledge I absorb refresh my mind in a way that makes me more eagerly seek whatever is pure and fair and true. Yikes. Yikes. Mm-hmm.
0: What does the original say, that paragraph,
2: because obviously she's, she's, updated, she's updated,
0: right,
1: and <laughs> <In> television,
0: and like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very interesting. It says, Leave me not, O gracious presence, in such hours as I may today devote to the reading of books or of newspapers. Guide my mind to choose the right books, and having chosen them, to read them in the right way. When I read for profit, grant that all I read may lead me nearer to thyself. When I read for recreation, grant that what I read may not lead me away from thee, but all my reading so refresh my mind that I may the more eagerly seek after whatsoever things are pure and fair and true. Reading. Yeah, it was primarily reading back then. Uh, but then, and I guess. If um, if I were, um, well, let's see. I think he's pretty well got it. Newspapers, radio, television, film, and the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, those are those are certain powerful influences. A lot of change. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And distractions. And distractions. Mm -hmm. See, and that's that is. uh, There's the old early on in terms of programming: garbage in, garbage out. And, and the same thing applies to us. What we spend our time uh, listening to, um, that will feed those internal voices inside of our head. Yes, somebody had a hand?
3: Peter, yes. Yeah, an, an example that just popped up uh, along that line, uh, just within the last day or two, was a, a show that uh, we've been watching, a uh, politically oriented show. It's okay. a... It's a TV program. Okay. It's been an excellent program thus far but now as a new season starts holy smokes the, the language has just been salted. I mean everything uh, that hasn't been in the first seasons is suddenly there. I mean, it's like who started writing this now? Oh, yeah. Some of the okay. situations that have suddenly just come out of nowhere yeah. it's like watching daytime soap operas. Yeah. You know, daytime soap
2: operas
4: are not bad.
3: But
2: uh, I
3: I say, up until this point, it's been an excellent show. But now, we we watch that episode, I don't think we need to watch this anymore. Truly, because it it was just so blatantly in your face. And that's what he's, he's talking about here. Choose what you're going to feed into the mind.
1: Judy, you want to make a
2: comment?
0: (laughs) I took offense yesterday morning as we drove back to Williamsburg from Nelliesburg, listening to NPR. And uh, a very uh, well-spoken woman's voice was encouraging me to tune in every morning. Um, because the election season had started and they were going to keep me on top of everything as it happened and tell me what to think about it. Oh my God. Sure. And, and I didn't like that at all. I don't want to be a news junkie. I don't want to let things go by me unheeded, but I don't want to hear it all the time. time. Therefore.
1: Good. I thought you were also going to make a comment about language in film and television shows. Oh wow, that's <laughs> important. Yeah, our, our, What we what we view anymore has become very very narrow. Uh, mm-hmm. tr- unfortunately, it's just yeah, very few shows anymore. Um, avoid the salty, well, that, and that's a euphemism for the stuff that's in there. Cynthia, so. mm-hmm. so, yeah. well, you know, it's
4: it's about trying to normalize things, uh, I remember a program called The Shield, and it was the guy who played Kavish, which was a decent program, and I was watching it, and it was all fine, and then all of a sudden, the next episode, you had two men in bed together, and it was like, oh my gosh, and I said the same thing, I'm not going to watch it anymore. As, as good as the program was, that was the end, because I didn't want to normalize that.
1: Good. good bouquet. Okay. Yes? I want to put in
4: another book for a book. I thought we were going to take prayers from anywhere, but uh, I'm cleaning out my library, looking at books I've had a long time and never read. And I found this wonderful book from Concordia, Preparing to Receive Holy Communion. There are some beautiful prayers and devotions in here that are just perfect and Mm-hmm. I visit Ed. Ed and I go through the uh, the questions every uh, every time in a small catechism. Uh, we take turns asking. We both answer it. I'm going to start adding something like this <coughs> to two. Very powerful things in here. This is like a, a six dollar book from Concordia Publishing House. Excellent, excellent.
1: What's
4: the name? Preparing to receive Holy Communion.
1: Great. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Okay, uh, we've got time maybe for one more prayer from you all. We've heard from several of you. Uh, Judy. I really, really like the prayer for the evening of
0: the 22nd day on page 89. It was primarily the first paragraph that gave me a wonderful sense of peace. Actually, it was last
1: night. That was last night's prayer. So we're looking at 22nd day evening.
0: And I underline these phrases in the first paragraph. In the morning I set out with your blessing, which I did, but that was 200 miles away from where I was in the evening. All day you have upheld me by your grace, and now I pray that you will grant me rest and peace. And then further down, it says, What good I have done today, graciously accept and use, and if I have done any harm... Europe, uh, no. And overrule yeah. by your wow. almighty power, <clears throat> and that kind of wipes the slate clean. Yeah. You know? Thank okay. <laughs> And
1: then what follows is something that Bailey does in several of these prayers, where he mentions people who work, mm-hmm. and it's 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 it's. I think it's a good thing occasionally for us to remember um, people who work. For those whose work is mainly physical and whose work is mainly intellectual. Uh, how many of you have done physical work at one time or another in your life? It's. I mean, there's something about physical work that makes work the word that it is. Right. Like a friend of mine said. Um, the reason they call it work is because they used up all other four letter words (laughs) you know know? Uh, and then uh, how many of you have labored primarily using your mind at one time or another is that a strain it it really is I mean talk about burnout Um, you know is there more burnout um, physical labor there's probably more physical burnout with hard physical labor, but when it comes to emotional burnout, it's the intellectual where, you, where you're struggling, especially if you're dealing uh, in the area where um, constant decisions need to be made in terms of the appropriateness of what you said in situations that demand that you're thinking be keen and, and right on. I mean, it's just... Um, So um, those working in the cities or on the land, those who go out to work, and those who keep the home. Huh? Absolutely. Employers and employees, um, and those that work in the in-between, which is HR folks. Any of you have been involved with what is called HR uh, in in work? if, if you're employed, HR has a say-so about a lot of things, your mm-hmm. retirement benefits, your um, whatever. Uh, those who give orders and those who obey, those whose work is dangerous, what's the most dangerous work in the United States today? and fire. What? First responders. First responders, very dangerous. fire. Fishing. Teaching. Teaching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't on my list, but I guess it's... He's guess construction. Construction. Yeah. Construction. Construction. What? Right. Logging. Logging. Yes. Soldiering. <laughs> Great. Those whose work is monotonous or demeaning. Those who work against their will for little or no pay. What did, you say? did you say our children? I said China. Oh, China. 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 <laughs> China. Yeah. Or, or a farmer and having his <laughs> kids do all the work. <laughs> Were you one of those kids? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. um, and then this gracious final one. Those who work in the service of the poor or the healing of the sick or the proclamation of the gospel of Christ at home or overseas. That's
4: probably the hardest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we think about the Sima family mm-hmm. and, uh, and the persecution. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay, thank you. Yes, yeah, Peter? You know,
3: I enjoy the prose of his prayers. And yeah. it was starting to get a little tedious for me to get into the constant bulletizing of all these different <laughs> points. Yeah. Until I sat back and, and thought about it a little bit more and uh, kind of concluded that. That's how he brings it home mm-hmm. and nails us to, the, to yes. the
1: wall. And and that is a characteristic of these prayers: mm-hmm. bullet points. You know, setting up and then you know. Uh, I have counted consistently, uh, like times eight, uh, like ninth day evening. Uh, let's take a look at ninth day evening, just for an example. This is one of those those prayers that really, really uh, like, ugh. You know, you guys don't have. I got one at home. I know that. You've been in Go ahead. Um, evening. Uh, this, this is one of those really, really tough evening prayers. Like, after you go through this. Um, How could anybody sleep after you read this prayer? (laughs) Uh, So how many have eyes do you have there? How many bullet points? Ten? Ten. Thirteen. Thirteen have eyes. Ah, ah. Mm -hmm. So as you look at that list... um, which one really nails... Well, this that would be true confessions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which one, as you look at that, would, would uh, maybe your closest friend have the most problems yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, one of them was have I been lazy in body or lazy in... What
2: was and listless,
3: listless in
2: spirit. I kind of relate to that one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And part of that is just you know, age creeping up on us. I mean, we don't have the energy that we have. Uh, oh, no. uh, <laughs> you know,
4: and then the refrain, uh, give me grace to answer honestly.
1: Um, yeah, give me grace to answer honestly.
3: Have I made more excuses for myself than I have been willing to make for others? Isn't
1: that something? Yeah, that that whole judgment thing, you know, that we're, where I'm willing to, um, yeah, self, the self deception Okay, um, let's on the uh, on the handout, if you can turn to the handout. We've already dealt with morning twenty-first day. Um and the, the other thing because of the home that I grew up in um, the morning of the 21st if we can take a look at that um, the we dealt with the absorbing information the third paragraph but I grew up in a home where my father constantly said that the devil worked harder in the pastor's home than in any home in the congregation and he said that on the basis of our inability uh, to be kind and patient with one another. Um, he, he was very sensitive to that, especially his own impatience, because he had very high standards and very little patience for um, children when they did not match up. Or on his wife, my mother, when she worried, and he saw her worry as being a lack of her faith and the way he would attack her for that. And then he would have these moments of self-reflection, you know, where he would be so remorseful uh, and then saying that it's in the pastor's home that we have to. And that's why this prayer, uh, and some of these words reflect what, what my dad would say. Uh, Do not let me fail to show those nearest me the sympathy and consideration that you graciously helped me show other people. Um, We know that in terms of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. abusive language is a precursor to um, abusive behavior. And so uh, that is, and we have had, in, in our own family, we have had to deal with chronic abusive language. Uh, and it is is something that is brought out in in this prayer Um, do not let me refuse to show those closest to me the courtesy and kindness which I would show to strangers, let charity today begin at home wow Okay. let's go on to 14th day morning, the cardiac prayer (laughs) Uh, this is one of the first prayers that I named Uh, let's see, when did I name it? Uh, I can go back here, uh, 14th day morning. Uh, oh, uh, April the 13th, ninth, 2018. I had an echocardiogram that day. And if you look down at the closing paragraph, uh, O thou, the reflection of whose transcendent glory did once appear unbroken in the face of Jesus Christ. Again, the prose. I mean, it's just the beauty of that language. Uh, Give me today a heart like his, a brave heart, a true heart, a tender heart, a room with great room in it, a heart fixed on thyself for his name's sake. So... uh, my cardiologist, uh, I've been diagnosed with ARVD, arrhythmogenic right ventricular dysplasia, which means that my my right ventricle is big, a heart with great room in it. I've got a I've got a ventricle that's got a lot of room in it, you know. Um, but of course, he's not talking about ventricles here. He's talking about. Um, You've heard the phrase "He's got a big heart." We we, we use that colloquialism as a, as a way to describe somebody that can embrace and and these these um, the heart. You'll hear the heart language, and, and then the question is, why would we need a heart like Jesus? And to answer that question, go to the previous paragraphs. Go to the previous paragraphs. Um, so. Uh, the last sentence of the first paragraph, grant that my part in this world's life today may not be to obscure the splendor of your presence, but rather to make it more plainly visible to the eyes of my fellow men and women. Now that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But then what does he do? (laughs) He gets out his bullets, his bullet points, right? And he's got two sets of bullet points. Let me stand today, uh, I'm reading right now On Tyranny, uh, 20 Lessons from the 20th Century uh, by Timothy Snyder. And one of the lessons is Stand Out, the importance that we speak up. Uh, and, And so help me today make a stand today. And then these things, for whatever is pure, true, just, and true, for the advancement of science and education and true learning, for the redemption of daily business from the blight of self-seeking, for the rights of the weak and oppressed, for cooperation and mutual help in industry, commerce, and government, for the conservation of the rich traditions of the past, for the recognition of new movements of your spirit in the minds and lives of people today, so important, um, and for the hope of even more glorious days to come. Destination, because it matters, right? And then today, dear Lord, help me put what is right before my own interests. Help me put others before myself. Help me not to forget matters of the spirit by being too consumed with matters of the body. Help me put the attainment of what is proven just and honorable above the enjoyment of present pleasures, delayed gratification. Help me put principle above reputation. Help me to put And that's why, that's why we need a heart like Jesus. Right? Yes, Well, I mean, all this reminds me of, what is it, Psalm 37, verse 4. Trust in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart.
0: And when you think of the desires of your heart, at first you're thinking of all the things that,
1: you know, what I'd like to have, but the truth is, the desires of your heart are really intangible things that only God can provide, like
0: justice and truth and love and love. Thank
1: you. And that's what you would wish for your family and your friends. That's right. Yes, John.
2: I thought
3: in this first paragraph, the description of our lives became shabby.
2: I think that's really appropriate for most of us.
1: Oh, Lord, you you indwell our shabby human life. again above the dominance of animal passion and greed allowing it to shine isn't that, it's just lovely just lovely, lovely okay, let's move on to 30th day morning Rahai, shahim, give God the glory glory, rahai, shahim give God the glory, glory rise and shine and give God the glory, glory children of the Lord 30th morning Oh, uh, look at this. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> Creator Spirit. Let's see, where are we on <coughs> we done the cardiac prayer. Um, here we go. Creator Spirit, who forever hovers over the lands and waters of the earth, enriching them with forms and colors that no human skill can copy, give me today the mind and heart to rejoice in your creation. Forbid that I should walk through your beautiful world with unseeing eyes. Forbid that the attraction of the city and its shop should ever steal my heart away from the love of open fields and green trees. Forbid that under the low ceiling of office or classroom or workshop or study, I should ever forget your great overarchings. Have you seen the sunrises the last couple of days? Oh my goodness. Um, forbid that when all, I love this one. Forbid that when all your teachers <coughs> greet the morning with songs and shouts of joy, I alone should wear a grumpy and sullen face. But
3: there are those who say, I am not a morning person. (laughs) How do you deal with that? You
1: you give them coffee. Yeah, you give them (laughs) coffee. You get out and take a walk. Yeah, 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 I I know. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Let the energy and vigor which in your wisdom you have infused into every living thing stir within my being today so that I may not be lazy or... mindless lazy or mindless bystander among your creations. In other words, this is an encouragement to be involved in life and in living and in gardening and in, yeah, walking. Above all, give me grace to use these beauties of earth around me and this eager stirring of life within me to lift my soul from creature to creator and from nature to nature's God. O Lord, your divine tenderness always outsoars the narrow loves and kindnesses of earth. Grant me today a kind and gentle heart toward all things that live. Help me to take a stand against cruelty to any creature of yours. Help me to be actively concerned for the welfare of little children, those who are sick, of the poor, remembering that what I do for the least of these brothers and sisters of heaven, I do for Jesus Christ, my Lord. It's, wow. Okay. Any other comments on that? Twelfth uh, day, evening. Oh, we're close to that. Uh, no. Twelfth day, evening. Page 49, Twelfth day, evening. Lord, all treasures. um, Okay, 14 graces. Um, O Lord, all treasures of wisdom and truth and holiness are stored up in your boundless being. Granted through our constant fellowship with you, these graces of Christian character, I would suggest that you underline Christian character. May more and more take shape within me. Um, Virtues. We're not even saying virtues of Christian character. Um, And these these bullet points, you know, if we take them easily, slowly, they're powerful. The grace of a thankful and uncomplaining heart. Do those two live together comfortably? No, they don't. You know, um, I mean, they do live together. Thankful and complaining heart does not live together, um, but but thankful and uncomplaining. Uh, that's 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 one of the things that we um, that we try to. Yes, Cynthia. And maybe it would read be better. Well, I'm not the author. Um, yeah, but you are an editor because you can write in. <laughs> You can write in your own editorial remarks. Absolutely. Oh, great, thanks.
4: Yes. And I'm thinking grumbling and ungrumbling her because there's a difference between complaining. You can say I'm tired, but if you're a grumbler, that means nothing is ever great. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about murmuring?
4: Uh, sometimes you need to murmur. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Great. Okay, so um, Grumbling. I'm going to write grumbling in here and I'm going to put behind it CW. <laughs> <laughs> not for colonial Williamsburg, no, but, Yeah. Thank you, Cynthia. Now, now, as another
3: non-morning person, the uncomplaining heart doesn't start until somewhere between 10 and I'm
2: not I work up to it.
1: No, that's good. <laughs> good. Uh, <coughs> To that. <laughs> the grace to await your timing patiently and to answer your call promptly here again the contrast between waiting patiently and answering promptly the grace of courage whether in suffering or in danger um, yeah The grace to endure any hardship in the fight against evil. You know, we have so sanitized our lives that often we um, it's only when we uh, hear a gospel lesson like today, the demoniac, mm-hmm. and we can understand the pernicious power of evil in people's lives to destroy them. Mm-hmm. The grace of boldness to stand up for what is right. Remember the prayer where... Um, if we needed the heart of Jesus to stand up Mm -hmm. the grace of being adequately prepared for any temptation wow so I think all of us pray lead us not into temptation that's kind of on our mind should be on our mind and preparation you know how do we prepare for that Um, we prepare for a flat tire by having a spare we're one flat tires now Um, you know we uh fire extinguishers in our home. You know, we, we, how do we prepare ourselves for any temptation? The grace of physical discipline, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. That's age dependent. Very interesting.
3: Because um, based on your health, being physical is sometimes not something we can accomplish the way we would want to
1: Especially for for people who have to deal with the debilitating effects of chronic pain. I understand. It's still doing what you can do.
4: The Lord has blessed you. To, and it's just dressing yourself. What
3: I, what I can do and what my heart wants to do are two different things. So. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Absolutely. The grace of truthfulness. Grace others, golden rule, the grace of sensitivity, that I may refrain from hasty judgment, the grace of silence, that I may refrain from thoughtless speech. Ta-da! Bonhever, the day with others. Oh, no, no, this is under ministry. So he, he lists all the ministry that we have for, for fellow Christians The ministry of holding one's tongue. Often we combat our evil thoughts most effectively if we absolutely refuse to allow them to be expressed in words. It is certain that the spirit of self-justification can be overcome only by the spirit of grace. Nevertheless, isolated thoughts of judgment can be curbed and smothered by never allowing them the right to be uttered, except as a confession of sin, which we will discuss later. The ministry, the first thing that I owe to you is a hole in the tongue. Wow.
4: Can you copy that? That's
1: a hard one. Mm-hmm. Can I copy that? This? Yeah, what you just read. This is a book you need. Mm-hmm. And if you want it, I'll give it to you today because I've got extra copies of this. Okay. Do you have this book? No. Okay, I'll give it. Yeah, you can have it when Okay. okay. Um, Okay, let's see. The, the, the silence. grace of forgiveness toward all who have wronged me. The grace of tenderness toward all who are weaker. The grace of faithfulness in continuing to desire that you will answer these prayers. And then, and now, oh God, give me a quiet mind as I lay down to rest. I mean, I've got all this stuff stirred up. and Whoa. Do not let me be worried by the small anxieties of this life. Do not let any troubled dreams disturb me, so that I may wake refreshed and ready for all that tomorrow brings. So, guess who had a fitful night last night? Your preacher this morning. Oh yes. Yeah. And he, you know, he made that confession at the beginning of his sermon. You know, he hasn't done this. You know, it's, it's difficult to preach. You know, I wanted to, you know, hit him with a wet noodle when he said I ought to worship here more because he does worship here. Sure. You know, if he's not here, he's preaching somewhere. So I don't know why he said that. Um, but yeah, uh, you have fitful nights of sleep when you got stuff on your mind. When there's a big, um, you know, when we got uh, either you got something really big coming up, or like my friend Timothy Thomas, uh, a friend I talk to every Thursday. Uh, He's a pastoral counselor. And Wednesday, he goes from 7 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night, count the hours. So often in those 13 hours, he will have 11 or 12 (laughs) clinical hours. And the night that he, when I talk to him on Thursday, inevitably he's had a bad night of sleep that night because there's just, you know, sensory overload, so much stuff going on. So when it says... uh, do not let any troubled dreams disturb me, so that I may re- wait refreshed and ready for all that tomorrow brings. And thou, O Lord, by whom are seen thy creatures as they be, forgive me if I too close, I lean my human heart on thee. And that's, I'm not sure what that says. I've really struggled with that little verse. And thou, O Lord, by whom are seen thy creatures as they be, forgive me. If too close
2: to
4: me. Is that oh he's they're saying God I'm so sorry that I keep coming to you. You know, I need to give you a break. You know, a so, Really? But he says, Come on to me all you hurt." You me. I know, but forgive me if I too close too, if too close I lean my human heart on me. I'm depending on you so much, Lord. I need to give you a break. That, that's how I see... That's what I see. I'm not
1: going to write that down. <laughs> no, don't,
4: no, because I have people that have said to me, okay. I don't want to go to God. You know, he's got enough to do or whatever. And right. it's like, no, he says, come unto me, i okay. All that labor.
0: Kevin?
3: But, uh, taking that point, the, the, the issue with this last verse... Is is that it assumes that God's grace is finite. Oh, okay. And Mm -hmm. that at some point He will lose patience in us. Yes. When actually His
1: patience is inexhaustible. Yes. Good thing. Yeah, it's very very good. And And it's not
0: in the old version. That four lines. lines. Twelve days. It's not. It's not.
1: Interesting. She threw that in. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, Linda.
0: I think that like, the reason we can't have a quiet mind after all of that is because we're thinking, Oh my gosh, I gotta have a thankful and uncomplaining heart, I gotta <laughs> wait time. To, I gotta courage, boldness, and all of those uh, requirements that I have to live up to but the point of this is that we're asking God for the grace of it, grace is something he gives and so all we're asking is for the things he wants us to have and I don't think we have to struggle with that there's 14 things we can do do.
1: (laughs) okay um, we're going to skip over Uh, Prayers in depth Prayers in confession Uh, We're going to skip over intercessions for others I listed those um, But then I want to go to closing thoughts Okay Resources Does it make a difference which one you use I'm talking now about resources For your personal devotional life And I think it's does make a difference what resources you use. Um, The uh, and so the recommendations that I have uh, I I recommend very very highly but uh, word of mouth you talk to your friends, what are they using? You know, we've uh, I didn't list it but Jesus Calling mm-hmm. uh, which went like fire through this deep ministry community several years ago. Everybody was using it. It's, it's a wonderful resource. Um, anyway, uh, then I wanted to talk about uh, in print. Um, oh, did I miss this? What Habits resource yes. didn't it what can you use? What's
2: the first one?
1: Um, on, on, the, um, on the handout, um, I have which habits work for you, why is your personal prayer devotional life worth a hat uh, and um, how long does it take for a habit to form? They generally say it takes 21 days for you to do it, and maybe there's some, but there's, there's a science in terms of the way our brains are programmed and the way we start thinking the same way that there's what there's m- muscle memory that's created by repetition in the same thing um, how many of you uh, have what you would call generally acceptable pretty good oral hygiene habits
2: <laughs>
1: like you brush your teeth now that's a habit you don't think about that every day do you you know and and part of it the reason that we established that habit because if you have a dentist like me, uh, or a dental <coughs> hygienist, you know they let you know. you know. They know when you've been faithful. And they know when you haven't been faithful. And we and you know what's at stake in terms of our you know, so, so habits. And, and so the, um, is your personal prayer devotional life worth a habit? And, and I would say it absolutely is. And if you do not have that habit established, um, I I really want to encourage you to do that. And uh, this Diary of Private Prayer is just one of many resources that I think has with it, unlike brushing your teeth, you don't get any feedback immediately from brushing your teeth, do you? Maybe it makes your mouth feel good, okay, yeah. But, but with this, um, there's almost always an immediate kickback. I mean, a feedback, a positive feedback when you when you do this. Yes, Claire, the please.
0: talks about, I think it's in his Confessions, about habits creating desires. And I think about somebody who likes to take morning walks. You know, we have people in our neighborhood who always. You can't, you can't wait to go for that morning walk because the habit, or for me, a bike ride, that has created a desire. There is some sort of feedback.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So, um, my my hope that this this will encourage you to do that. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah. What I've, in the science of habit formation, and then um, the, these resources. Von um, Hafers Life Together is um, especially the chapter on the day alone gives you wonderful encouragement for that. Oswald Chambers, um, if anybody needs encouragement about this and what this means in the life of an individual, Jim Bobola. Uh, Jim will, um, in fact, on Sunday morning now, we kind of greet each other uh, with what the uh, what the theme of the day. And so June 23rd um, was... Uh, We have to recognize that sin is a fact, not a defect. Sin is red-handed mutiny against God. Either God or sin must die in my life.
3: But if you choose God, sin will die.
1: That's right, that's right. So anyway, uh, my utmost first highest. uh, And then uh, we talked about um, the uh, facts. Prayer book for them by the church, um, and let's let's do closing prayer Sunday morning. Let's turn in the very end of the book, um, and by talking about the end of the book, I wanted to make sure you know about the notes in the end of the book. There's two pages of notes that gives you Bible references, and as this guy is a doctor of literature, uh, the quotes of like Emily Bronte and other um, English Scottish. Luminaries, quotes, page one thirty two and one thirty three. But then, let's do on page one twenty seven. Let this be our prayer. Um, Together we read one twenty seven. Holy, 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 Lord Lord, God Almighty. Almighty. Heaven and and earth earth are full of your glory. Glory Glory be to you, O Lord, our God. O God, I ask for your blessing on this day of rest and refreshment. Let me rejoice today in your worship and be glad as I sing your praise. Do not let me concentrate on the the refreshment of my body rather than my spirit. Let my spirit be refreshed today as well as my body. Give me grace to gather myself together and center my heart on you. Help me to step aside for a little while from the business of life and think about its meaning and its end. Today, may Jesus Christ be the companion of my thoughts so that his divine humanity may take deeper root within my soul. May he be in me and I in him, just as you, Father, were in him, and through him may be in me, and so I may rest in you. O Lord,
2: you are the source and ground
1: of all truth, the light of life. You have opened the minds of men and women to understand the world and its secrets. Guide me in the time I spend reading today. Give me grace to choose the right books and to read them in the right way. Give me wisdom to be selective, as well as strength to persevere. Let the Bible have its rightful place. And grant that I read I may be alive to the stirrings of your Holy Spirit in my soul. I pray, O God, for all those who are seeking you earnestly today, and for every group of men and women who are meeting together to praise and magnify your name. Whatever their word of worship, I ask you in your love to accept their sincere offering of prayers and prayers and lead them into life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Destination because it matters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for
0: listening to the King of Glory Church Education Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God and his people, grow in faith and love, and live through service and sharing. Visit us on the web at kogva.org.